I'm Cinder Niemela, and along with Charlotte Gilmano, welcome to the Inspired Wisdom Podcast. I believe the most powerful gifts you can give yourself is time to reflect on your talents and experience, and then have the wisdom to act with confidence and grace. This podcast is for entrepreneurs, leaders, and individuals who want to thrive in work and life. Your journey to being connected and inspired by the world around you starts right now. I'm very excited to introduce my co-host, colleague, and very good friend, Charlotte Gilmano. I first met Charlotte more than 10 years ago when she led instructional design teams at a financial services company. Charlotte was promoted to the Vice President of Engagement and Organizational Behavior, and she managed employee engagement initiatives across that enterprise. I soon learned that Charlotte had more than 20 years of experience designing leadership programs for large and small organizations. I can tell you that Charlotte is committed to helping others develop the skills necessary to become better leaders, and she has a talent and passion for designing leadership programs that are relevant, engaging, and results-based. I'll put Charlotte's bio and a link to her LinkedIn profile in the show notes. Charlotte, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, of course, I'd love to. I work in the area of organization effectiveness, focus a great deal of my energy on learning and development and instructional design, which means I work with organizations to help them identify their needs related to developing their managers and their employee base, as well as then moving forward with developing the curriculum to address these, these needs. So have you always been interested in learning and development? Um, actually, I'd say yes. In some form or another, I've always been interested in being an educator. I originally wanted to work in the public school sector, but after getting my bachelor's degree in education, my intent had been to go into the, to the classroom. But at the time, the marketplace had a huge backlog of teachers. At least that was the case in the Southern California area. So instead, I went into corporate America and put my skills to work um, in the corporate training arena. So during that time, I had also been interested in you know, going into uh, the school psychology area. So when the company I was working for, Exxon, decided to relocate the regional office out of Southern California and into Houston, I decided I wasn't going to make that move. I went to graduate school and got my master's and started my work on the school's psych credentialing. But as luck would have it, after getting my master's degree and working on all the additional credentialing coursework, the next step was to do a full internship, which was not going to be a paid internship. You know, unfortunately, I couldn't go another year without generating some income. So I went back into uh, the corporate arena again and continued working uh, in the learning and development uh, area within the corporate setting. Oh, interesting. Here, I've known you for so long. I didn't realize you'd gone into the school's uh, psychology. That's an area that I thought would be really interesting. Yeah, it, it was really fascinating. And I had, as I said, I had done all my coursework and had done a lot of work with school psychologists who were already placed in different schools around the city, but was never able to complete the whole credentialing process because I needed to do that internship. And, 
you know, a year commitment without income is, is huge. And I had just put myself through my two years of uh, graduate school to get the master's. And uh, the well had run dry. Where did you go to school? Uh, well, I got my, my bachelor's from uh, the University of North Texas. And that's right outside of Dallas in a little city called Denton. And for my master's, I went to Cal State Los Angeles. And, uh, and I got my master's in the behavioral sciences. That's quite a shift from the University of North Texas to Cal State Los Angeles. I had been in California ever since uh, undergraduate school. I graduated, and then a couple weeks later, I had moved to, uh, to California. But I had been planning it for quite a while, so it wasn't yeah. a spur-of-the-moment move. It was a planned move. So did you have a mentor in those early years? Well, Cinder, I never really had a formal mentor, but I was fortunate enough to have uh, discovered informal mentors. And by mentor, I mean, you know, someone that I could use as, as a sounding board and as a confidant, if you will, to talk about issues confronting me. At that time, you know, finding women in professional roles was not a common thing. So we tended to do a lot of peer mentoring, which, you know, meant we were there to try to help encourage and support each other when challenges or bumps came along our way. Yeah, that you were fortunate to find some other women in that profession to work with them. Would you recommend mentoring to our listeners, especially those that are still in their early stages of their careers? Oh, by all means. You know, mentoring is really a fabulous opportunity uh, to benefit from someone else's experiences and their knowledge. And especially, you know, when that person is is working in an area that you're pursuing. And so, you know, I say to people, you know, if you think a formal mentoring relationship is not possible at the time because of your, your time commitments or demands on your time, that's understandable. But I do encourage anyone to consider an informal mentoring relationship because these can be just as beneficial and rewarding when you're able to, as I said, you know, tap into people who have similar um, experiences that fit into what it is you're interested in as well. Yeah, and it's so much easier now to, to find a mentor if there isn't one that in your workplace, uh, a person that you respect and admire and you know, want to work with. And you can just go on to LinkedIn or even Facebook and find someone who's in your field. And it doesn't have to be even in your town. It could be internationally or it could be in another state. Absolutely. And even a, another good outlet is tapping into some of the professional associations for the area that you know, you're working in. Most professions do have their, their own professional associations that people can join, and those can also lead you to some really good mentoring opportunities. Really good point. So what has been one of your biggest challenges in the workplace? Well, I think I'd say that probably a big challenge has been working for someone I don't respect and who doesn't respect me and what I'm able to bring to the table. You know, it's really hard to be excited about working in that kind of a situation. And when it happened to me the first time, I knew I had some hard decisions to make about staying in that job or moving on. So I was able to acknowledge that, you know, at that particular time that it just wasn't working for me. And so I left that organization. Now, I know this isn't always possible for everyone, and that's why I say it requires some really tough decisions. Um, and so when it happened again, to, you know, several years later, 
I was at a different point in my career, and I wasn't ready to leave that particular organization. But I knew I couldn't work under this individual, so I was determined to be as productive as I could while I still looked for another spot. And luckily, something came, you know, became available a few months later, and it was really something that opened up some new growth opportunities for me. So, so that, that worked out well uh, in my case. But as far as, uh, you know, challenges go in general, I know we'll, we're always going to be confronted with them in one form or another throughout our lives. So it's up to us to figure out how we're going to tackle them based on our values and what's important to us and on the other priorities in our lives at the time. We just have to, as best possible, always try to be flexible and fluid because we never know what's coming down the pike. That's so terrible. Well, thank you for sharing those. Respect in the workplace, boy, that, that's a really big one, isn't it? And with the uh, level of engagement in so many workplaces now so low, I imagine respect and trust are both some of the key factors in people leaving or people not feeling fully engaged in the workplace. I think that's true. I think that's very true because people just don't want to subject themselves to spending a huge portion of their lives in an environment where they feel that they aren't being respected and trusted. Well, thank you for sharing those. And uh, we've worked together for quite a long time. Can you uh, share with us where you see this podcast going? Sure. I think with this podcast, we've set our goal to be one of curating the kind of content that's going to help our listeners develop deeper levels of confidence in themselves and in their ability to work with and lead others. And when they're able to hear our guests talk about similar concerns and issues that they've encountered, I think they'll be able to discover different options for being successful in their roles. I think we'll all be able to be inspired and continue to learn and grow through these podcasts we're planning. I've, I learn something every day from the people that we interview and am inspired by their stories. I've already started to line up a few people for the interviews and really excited to bring them onto the podcast so that everyone can hear their, their just amazing stories of, of how they evolved their careers and evolved personally. What else intrigues you about this podcast approach? Well, to me, the great thing about podcasts is that they draw you into the conversation. To me, it feels like I'm really getting to know and understand someone's views on a firsthand basis. And that's really a different feel than just reading an article by that person. So podcasts are a lot more engaging. You really get engrossed in the discussion. And so not only is it more interesting, but I think it just really is just more alluring overall. Yes, I know I've heard quite a few people say, who would guess that radio would come back? But uh, <laughs> I've heard that comment, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so funny, but I tell you, every day I can hardly wait to go on my walks through the forest and take my iPod with me and listen to podcasts. I just, I just find them fascinating, and you're right. They help to bring either a book or a story to life when you hear the person talking about them. And maybe it was the, the books on tape that really teed this up uh, with authors reading their books. And you got to hear what was important to them and how they read the passages. Exactly. It just really brought you into the story. And sometimes if I was in the car and I was at a crucial, crucial point in a book, I'd go around the block a few times so I could 
continue to hear the author reading. <laughs> yes, I know it. <laughs> so true. Thank you so much for letting us get to know you a little bit better. And please tell the listeners how you can be reached. Well, they can reach me on LinkedIn under the name of Charlotte Gilmano. Excited to hear from listeners with any questions they might have of me. So, and I want to thank you as well, Cinder, because I've enjoyed our little chat and giving our audience a chance to just get to know me a little bit better. Well, it's been a pleasure, Charlotte, and I'm sure we'll hear you many more times as we go through this year and next year in interviewing people. Thank you so much. I'm Cinder Niemela, and you've been listening to the Inspired Wisdom Podcast. Thank you for joining us. We hope these conversations illuminate your path to your highest potential. For show notes and links to resources mentioned during today's episode, please go to inspiredwisdom.us. You can also follow Inspired Wisdom on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Until next time, design a fulfilling and prosperous life that engages your talents and passions.